reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
with your two hands. I want you to pray this morning that God will have his way. Just tell the Lord, open your mouth and say, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, your, way, your, your, way, way. your way. Let your way. Let your, let way. your way. Your way. Have your way in me. Let, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, Lord. Have your way in me. Your way. Your way. Your will. Say, Lord, I allow you to let your will be done in my life. As your child. Yes. As your child. As your child. I allow you to let your will be done in my life. Thank you, Lord. For the beautiful blessing of knowing you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated this morning. Clap your hands for Jesus. I think we had one of the most powerful power hour sessions I have experienced. I was enjoying it from outside. Clap your hands for Pastor Solo. Beautiful time. I could feel the energy from outside. And I believe that these prayers will make a difference in your life. Anytime you pray to God, especially if your prayer is as fervent as the prayers we pray on Sunday mornings, fervent prayers, remember that you are releasing power to change things in your life. James 5.16 says, The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. That phrase, availeth much, means, actually you see it in the amplified version, the effectual, fervent prayer. The Amplified Version says it makes tremendous power available. It makes tremendous power available. I believe that on Sunday mornings when we pray, tremendous power is made available to you. And the things that are stubborn in your life will move when it meets the necessary amount of power. There are certain things that are lingering in your life because they have not encountered the requisite power to change it. Yes. There is a lot of nonsense in our lives that are still lingering. Because they, that nonsense has not met its meter. When it meets its meter, meeting your meter, you will know that there is power somewhere. But I know that Sunday mornings are great times of prayer. So come early and pray. And you see, one of the things, I was very happy with the prayer time. And I realized that God has blessed us in this family with the ministry of Pastor Solomon Boatin. Yes. Many churches 
would like to have him as their senior pastor. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the power that was emanating from here outside was fantastic. Yeah. If you were inside and you were not experiencing it, then uh, maybe you, you, you're not standing at the right place. <laughs> yeah. Your alignment weren't good at the time. <laughs> you know, but God has blessed. And I, I, I was just wondering why I was hurrying. Like today, for instance, my service didn't end at Oibi. And I ran away from there. When I was leaving the service, I saw somebody also who was leaving. But I, I couldn't tell other people, why are you leaving? You would have also asked, but you, you are going. You are going. Why, why, why shouldn't I go? <laughs> Do you see? So I realized that there are many important meetings I should have there. The service doesn't even end though. For me to even be around. Like in the, when I finish preaching, I must leave. But I think that I'm going to allow Pastor Solomon to preach here on Sundays. Please stand up and wave. Wave. Yes. Yes. And smile. Now, so that so that I can also have time to build the church there. And I'm still the pastor here. Yeah. I'll be coming sometimes on Sundays. I'll come. I'll warn them not to leave the church. <laughs> and I'll come and preach. But I will not be in a hurry because when I do that, I'm spoiling here and I'm spoiling there too. <laughs> do you want something else to spoil? No. no. So, we may be seated. That's your chair. So, I will be shuttling back and forth. But most of the time, he will be the one preaching here. That I will also... Oh, clap. On Tuesdays, I'll have my servants armed and trained service here. So if you want to be a shepherd, come for fire on Tuesday. Fire service on Tuesday. Amen. But clap your hands for the great things God is doing. Today, I want to start a series which will take about two months. Yes, two months. And uh, Pastor Solo and I will be preaching. He will do more of it than I will because I'm I'm even traveling next two weeks or so. Two or three weeks. So on Sundays... I will not preach this during the week, but one or two Sundays when I'm here, I'll be preaching it. But I'm introducing it for him to take off with it powerfully. And I'm preaching from chapter 2 of this book, Tell Them. In chapter 2, Bishop talks about 
missionaries and the example of the Basel mission. Missionaries and the example of the Basel mission. If you do not know, the Basel mission is a Swiss-based mission based in a city called Basel in Switzerland. That is the missionary society that sent Swiss missionaries to come to Ghana to introduce Christianity. They came and planted the Presbyterian church and uh, that is the church that has become one of the major pillars of Christianity in Ghana. Everything we are doing in Ghana, here in Ghana, emanates from the original groundbreaking work done by the Basel missionaries from Switzerland. Now, there is a chapter, chapter 2, in this book, tell them that deals with the missionaries, missionary work. And so, I have developed a message from this chapter which I have titled Go Somewhere Preach Somewhere. Go somewhere Preach somewhere And I am introducing it today And I believe that Pastor Solo will be Doing justice To the rest But for two months Two months We are going to be preaching from one chapter Yes, I'll be picking I've already prepared 40 points Yes, 40 points Yes, you have it Yes, I'll put it on the page for All the churches under me In the Adenta Council 65 churches They are all preaching from the same points Yes, center services They are also preaching so that what I'm preaching here is being preached in Ashie, Amanochrome, Shiashi, where Dodoa, Brekusu, Danfa, Ebri, Lankwantana, everywhere, Ashalebutri, they are all preaching the same message. And the title of the message is Go Somewhere and Preach Somewhere. So I, I borrow sentences and phrases from chapter 2 and I use it to make a point to establish a point so today I'm starting with point number 1 point number 1 
Matthew 28, verse 19, says, Go ye therefore, that's what our sister sang. Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe. All things. Say all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you to do. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And Bishop says, this is the famous great commission. The famous, when you hear the word, the, the phrase, the Great Commission. It's not in the Bible as the Great Commission, but a missionary called Adoniram Judson. He is the one who, is it William Carey, I think, who introduced this phrase, the Great Commission. And Bishop says, this is the famous Great Commission that compels Christians to go into all the world as preachers. Unfortunately, it is one of the least obeyed commands of the Bible. So that's so this this statement Bishop made. I read again. He said, "This is the famous Great Commission that compels Christians to go into all the world as preachers." Unfortunately, it is one of the least obeyed commandments of the Bible. So point number one is the Great Commission is not a suggestion or a choice. It is a set of instructions to be obeyed. The Great Commission Is not a suggestion or a choice. It is a set of instructions. What are the instructions? It is here. Go back to verse 19, please. Instructions and commands. Go. The first one is go. It's a set. Like a tea set. With the teacup, the saucer. And the, what about T set or a set of cutlery, fork and knife, different types of spoons? So it's a set. So go ye therefore. Go is one command. Teach. Teach. Two. It's a set. And then baptizing. Three. Go. Then he repeats the teaching in. The next verse. Teaching them to observe. Now, my dear, please, Christians, 
this set of instructions, so the, the first point is, the Great Commission is not a suggestion. It's not a choice. It is a set of instructions to be obeyed. And I've added in point number one, it is plain disobedience to ignore it. That's point number one out of 40 points. It is plain disobedience. So, when you are in a relationship with someone, it is important to differentiate Suggestions and discussions and commandments. Most genuine relationships, the relationship, uh, let me say this again. If I was singing, I would say, let me take it again. I want to take it again. When you are in a relationship with someone, especially an important person, your boss, God, it is very important for you to have the ability to tell apart what are discussions Or suggestions or choices. It is very important to tell these things apart from commands and instructions. Now, Those in this service who have children, two years, 21 years, 30 years, 15 years, they will understand this. Or those who live with children. You will know that in your relationship with your child, the most important relationships and good relationships are made up of over 90% of discussions. Even 90% is not fair. About 95% are discussions, suggestions. I don't want to be in a relationship where about 80% of the communication is commandments. Our children, two years, one year, we discuss. Oh, mommy Sawa. You see, when they can't speak, that's where you give them Sarilac. When they can't speak, give them Sarilac. 
But when as they are maturing, you know, um, will you eat jollof or indomie? Do you see? Oh, will you do this? Can you do this? You can't have a child where everything is a command. Eat indomie. Eat jollof. Sit down. Move here. Oh, mommy, please go to the... Oh, mommy, I want to play. Let's, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you have 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Um, when you finish, after 10 minutes, when the program is over, when the cartoons are over, no, no, go and sleep. Oh, mommy, mommy, please, please. We should finish the cartoon. It's nice. The, 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 the uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Pocahontas is about to die. I want to watch how she dies. <laughs> okay. 10 minutes. It's late. You must go to school. Is it, is it clear? Yes. That's the type of relationship I'd like to be in. When you appear, hey, turn it off. Go. Sit down. Eat. Go and poo-poo. Why? Why? That is why we are enjoying our relationship with God. I'm preaching. Most of the things, even though he is God, he knows everything. He allows us to do most of the things. He didn't tell you to choose Pastor Peter. Did he tell you to marry him? No, you married him. And he's happy with you. Most of what we do, we choose. You want to study science or arts? Ah. They did that. Justify your inclusion. And you didn't pass. So it's arts. It's, it's arts. What silly girls? That's how they choose. Even when you go into the school with eight A's, you got to write, baby. You got to write now. You write now. You write. You fail home science. Yeah. Once in a while, there are some who pass but want to study home science. I met a girl yesterday who has finished Wasi. She said, whether she gets eight A's or ten A's or nine A's or seven B's or twelve D's, she's going to the university to study psychology. I said, oh, you study medicine with eight A's? No. Psychology. It's a choice. Most of what we do in life, God doesn't come and command us. Marry Rita. Marry Rita. What if there are problems? Since the day Adam told him that the woman you gave me is the one who has caused this problem, since that time, God has stopped choosing girls for boys. You choose your own. And he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. If you find your own wife, then he says, ah, okay, you like her, ah, okay, I'll bless it for you, but it's your own choice. It's up to you. No. Most of our things with God, He allows us. Few of the things, you know, you, no. you, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to you because some of us have a mind that God is like a schoolmaster or a prison warden. But look into your life. How many things have you done that it is God who told you to do? How many things? All the time, I put before you life, death, light, darkness. In fact, 
Isaiah 1. He says, come, 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 come. Let us reason together. Let's discuss. Come now. Let's discuss. Let's reason. No matter your problem, how your sins are, how many abortions, how many fornications, come. Let, let's discuss. Okay. It's okay. I still love you. Let's talk. Let's talk. How many, Pastor Peter, what, what is it in your life that you will say that it is God who said you should do? Maybe apart from being a pastor, the suit you are wearing, you chose it. The shoe you are wearing, you must have about 40 shoes. You're going to choose black. I know you have brown. I know you have blue. I've seen a green one. There's a purple one. You have chosen black. Look, contrary to how your mind is working, eh, God doesn't instruct us in many things. You have three children. You want five. You want two. You don't want to give birth. There's no curse. That is a normal father, children, mother, daughter, son. That is the relationship we have with our parents. But ladies and gentlemen, Kalundaba, I may ask you whether it is Jolof or Indomie. I may ask you whether you want the blue shoes or the, a, uh, the, 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 the wine teddy bear. Do you want the purple pajamas or the pink pajamas? You may have a choice in your pajamas. But there are one or two things that are not subject to discussions. For instance, if you live in my house, on Sunday morning, you don't have a choice. You cannot live in my house and not go to church. No, you cannot. You cannot. Soon when I get a bigger car, even the dogs will come to church. Oh yes, you can't. Your mother may ask you whether it's Jollof or Indomie or Apapransa or Ekwegbemi or whatever it is. But on Monday morning, to go to school is not a choice. You are going. And it's just one. So, when we have a relationship where 90% of our communications are discussions and suggestions and all these choices and I come up with one thing honestly there are families where they don't they will allow you do anything but don't bring an airway to this house no, no, I'm, I'm preaching. Don't you can do you can wear bum shorts to set to, to, to church. You can smoke. Oh yes. I know parents who drive their children to nightclub. I've been to a house before. I said, oh, why is that? So he's taking Kwame out. Oh, where? To the nightclub. A nightclub. He went to drop the boy. He went, I, I know them. He went to drop the boy. The father took his son. The boy must have been 17 or 18 at that time. No, no, no. Not that. Yeah, 20. 20, 21. The father took him to the nightclub. 2 a.m. 
I was asleep when I heard the gate opening. Daddy was going to pick his son. You want to smoke? You can't smoke. You want to hide? I'll buy you some. You want to have sex? I'll pay for one for you. I'll pay for one for you. But, and this boy, the father said, you are going to MIT. <laughs> not tech. Not Oxford. The, he and the son, it almost became a battle. He said, you are going to MIT. I paid. You are going. And the boy went to MIT. I will drive you to the nightclub. I will, I will take you to wherever. But when it comes to the choice of the university, we don't discuss it. There are always one or two things we don't discuss. So if you relate with someone and you are not able to tell apart what is a discussion and what is a command, you are going to have difficulty. There are people who have been cursed in their marriages because they did not listen to the mother. One girl told me, said, I should have, when I brought this guy home, my father told me not to marry him. But I said, no. That's why I'm having these problems. My dear friend, God, I've told you, you yourself, ask yourself, how many things are going on in your life today that you will say that God it is because of God he told me to work in Stambik instead of HFC. Did God tell you to work in HFC instead of Stambik? No, you chose it. Based on salary. <laughs> but I want you to hear me and hear me well. There is something that is a command. And when the father says that don't bring Asked the brother, I said, ah, why is it that if a particular sister asked her, asked her that why is it that these days I tend to meet airways who have married airways? He said, it's, it, that is the way because a lot of us, our parents would not want us to marry from any tribe. And she gave me a testimony. Said, this my husband, my airway husband, is my third beloved. I brought one home. And the, ah, just remember, there's even a brother. He's in his, also a third relationship. The first one, and the same like the girl. So I brought one home. My father said, no. No. He didn't say why. Then I brought the second one. That's when he sat me down. He realized that I wasn't thinking. He said, in this house, we don't bring Ashantis here. Ashantis don't come here. So, you see, I, I thought you, you yourself would descend. But we don't bring Ashantis here. So please, away. So she was there for two years and got a brother from. Konongo, uh... Konongo. <laughs> Immediately the boy appeared and he was away. Within a few months, their father himself organized the engagement. Oh, yes. I can mention names. Once a while, there are things that are non-negotiable. 
as you are a believer and God doesn't have a lot of say about many things you are doing, remember that one of the things he is expecting of you as a Christian is to go. Your marriage may be in the going. Your son, whether he will be a homosexual or he will marry a woman, may be in the going. He says his commandments are not grievous. As we sit in church, and we are freely. Some of you today you are in church. Next week you can choose not to come. Nobody. God has no say. There are some people. God has a say. Some of you. God has no say in whether you'll be in church. If the conditions don't gel, you won't be in church. You can easily not be in church. And when you ask, oh, I didn't come. I was not feeling like coming. And I've been. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your, you are living your life. And all this. The Bible talks about. He said. He said. There are things that he winked at. He winks. It's like he, 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 he closes his eyes briefly as if he has not seen it. But there are some things. Do not wink at them. And one of them is the commander. I'm saying that the great commission to go is not a suggestion. It is not a debate. Every Christian, one of your activities as a child of God that the blood of Jesus has washed, one of your activities should be that, like when we see you on Saturday or on Wednesday or, or Sunday afternoon going somewhere, and we ask you, brother, where are you going? He said, I'm going somewhere to preach somewhere. I'm going somewhere to preach somewhere. And Bishop says that this is one of the least obeyed commandments. Number two. Number two. In that chapter, still on uh, Matthew 28. Let's all go to Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And Bishop says, these were the last words of Jesus and must therefore be taken seriously. So the point, point number two is this. A person's last words reflect what is most important to him or her. The last words of Jesus 
must be taken seriously. A person's last words. Remember, this is Matthew 28. From this, there is no Matthew 29. These were his last words. And everybody's last words must be taken seriously. When a person is dying, an old man, a rich man is dying, a farmer, out of his children, he will call the one he likes most and show him where the pot of gold is on the farm. Which tree has that pot under? But if it's not his last days, he will meet the same son and discuss his sandals or the cutlass or which uh, what we are planting this time. Is it maize or sugar cane? Or, but when, he's, uh, when he knows he's about to die, he won't discuss cutlass. He won't discuss corn. He won't discuss what we are... Well, I mean, he will, he, will, he, will, he will tell you the most important thing. I mean, my son came home today, uh, one about two or three days ago, and he's going back to school today, Sunday. He should be leaving around this time. Let's say he's leaving at one o'clock. If I see him now after church, he'll come and say, oh, Daddy, I'm going to school. I'll say, do you have money? Just come for some 10 Ghana cities to school. <laughs> and I will advise him. I'll tell him that, Charlie, this term, work the past questions. The past questions. I'll ask him, do you have all the Akiola books? Do you have them? Do you have the Akiola past questions? And if he says he doesn't have one of them, immediately I'm going to organize an Akiola for him. But I asked him yesterday, he said he's got everything. I will tell him to work a lot of past questions and study a lot. And I will tell him that I know you will do well. That's, that is what I will tell him as he's going to school. Because I know I will see him in five weeks' time. I'll discuss work past questions. But supposing at dawn today, an angel came to me and told me that at 1.32, I will die by a car accident. So as I'm preaching to you, I've had an encounter with an angel. And it's been told me that at 1.32, I'm dying by today. I won't see tonight. I know it. Today is my last day. I'm dying in the afternoon. Car accident. Straight. No hospital. I will die instantly. When I see my son going to school at 12.30, do you think I'm going to discuss Akiola with him? <laughs> what do you think I'll tell my son? My son that I know I won't see again. Do you think my last five minutes with him 
will be to advise him to work past questions. Well, you may think so, but I don't think so. What do you think I'll tell my son? I can tell him things. Remember, 132. Car accident, Oponglo, dead. I know it. And I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. Precious in the sight of God is the death of his saints. I'm relaxed. So I know wanted, but I've met him at one o'clock. But I won't tell him I'm going to die. But I know that he won't see me again. What do you think I'll tell him? My son that I won't see again. You tell him that have eternal values. Yes. I'll tell him things that have eternal values. With the five minutes, I'll look into his eyes and I'll say, Look, Joey. I want you to remember these words. Never joke with God. Whether you are poor, whether you are rich, fear God. Serve Him. Be close to Him. I know He's going to school, but I will never talk about past questions. Why? Because the last words of a person are His most important words. It's not because there are not other important words. But what a person says, when he knows, you see, if I am not aware that I'm going to die at 1.35 this afternoon, I'm not aware. That's all. Sally, what are the questions here? And uh, I'll, I'll, I, there's some new pascos which have come. Next two weeks, I'll, when I'm coming to visit you, I'll bring some more questions. But Charlie, try, try. Clear all. At least from the 80s, 90s. Clear all. Clear all. Charlie, is it clear? Joey, do your best. Last time you did well. Because I myself don't know that this is the last time I'm going to see the boy. That is why I will discuss past questions. But when I know that I'm not going to see him again, that's when you will know what really is the most important thing. I remember... Bishop told us when his father-in-law Lady Reverend Adelaide's father in Takrad when he was going to die, he knew. See, when your father knows he's going to die and he doesn't call you, it means you are a very bad child. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he was going to die. A millionaire. Dollar, pound, sterling millionaire. Yes. He called and said, Bishop, I want to see you and my daughter. They traveled from Accra drove to Takrade and sat in his bedroom by the father and he spoke he spoke the most imp- he has known him for over 30 years but that day he said the mo- he, 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 he even told them how he became a millionaire when he said this is how I became a millionaire and he would tell this 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 because the person is about to go Read your Bible. The last days of David, the last days of Abraham, the last days of Jacob. That is when you hear the most important. I mean, there was a boy eh, who went to sleep with his stepmother. The father didn't say anything. Yes. He had sex with his father's wife, Reuben. You are interested in my pleasure sports. The father didn't say anything. They were there farming, eating, chop money, pocket money. But when he was about to die, and he said, all of you line up. And he began, you Ruby, 
you Reuben. You are actually even the excellency of my strength. But because of that day that you went to sleep with Zerubiah, Zerubiah, my wife, you laid a bed at the top of the house and you slept with my wife, even though she was your age. <laughs> That he began to speak. The boy he was giving chop money to. See, you can be with someone here, and what is very important to the pe- you will hear it until the last day. He said, Un- "I'm preaching unstable as water. You will never excel." That one yet, as I'm going, the the gift I'm giving you that you will never do well because of what you did to my wife, my dear friends. After these words. Go into the world. Jesus didn't say anything again. He knew he was going. It will be in your interest to respect a person's last words. There must be some wisdom keys in it. You see, for instance, when you say go, go. I mean, what is it? What is go? Go means go. But for my wife, Bridget Marin, my wife who sits here, her husband was in this. Yes. The husband. I have had house helps who have come and gone, run away. Sometimes you wake up at dawn, they have opened the window and jammed. Oh yes, three of them. One girl, two boys. You wake up in the morning, they are not dead, and the window is open. They jumped and ran out like, like mice. But I went for a healing just crusade in Asinfosu. Healing Jesus. I was going for evangelism. That is when I got a guy to live with me. It's one of the best gifts of God to me. Oh, yeah. God has given me many, has given me many things I can list. But that boy, there is, there is nowhere, there is nothing I have that he doesn't know where it is. In fact, when I'm looking for my things, he comes to show me where my things are. I'm serious. He's called Felix. So, for me, and you see, not having someone to stay in your house eh, may be one reason why even thieves may come into your house. Oh, yes. If there was somebody in the house, or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Oh, yes. No, it's true. If there was a boy there, even weeding, people don't come there. With loud music in the house. It's because they knew that there was nobody in the house. And they have timed you. They know that you, your wife, and your three children, three girls. And so they were in the corner watching when their husband went. When the wife went. When the children went. And especially there's one with a big head. So when they see their big head, it means that the final move with the driver. They know. I'm saying that not having a certain helper may be the reason why you may be sacked from work. I was in a meeting recently. I sacked a lady who had just delivered. Not just, but 
you know, some months. I sat there. I said, your baby can't be here. She can't accept the meeting. Why should I allow your baby to accept the meeting? Demons have entered her right now and using her to accept the meeting. And I said, don't you have a house help? He said, no. I said, yes, why would you have a house help? If you are a basenta leader with only four members, why will you get... But if you had 50 members, one of the girls, one of your members would be able to be in the house with this girl. I sat there. I removed her from the meeting. Because she cannot separate herself from the baby. And I'm not the one to separate you from your baby. We've all had children. We've had to separate them. My children in the whatever university doing whatever, whatever. They are they're in the university because of helpers. Which come from going. People as they are going, that is where they get certain blessings. So when God says go as his last words, he knows that your job is in the go, your marriage is in the go, your children, your health, your life, your longevity. He knows it because it obviously must be the most important words. I mean, if I tell my son to do Akula, that is very low. If I tell my son to fear God, to love God, to serve God, within serving God, fearing God, will include Akula, will include study. If, if you fear God, you will learn. So always, we wait for the last day, when we will see you again, to give you the most important message. Mommy, do you get the point I'm making? So when you decide that a person's last words are only worthy of being ignored, then you are setting the stage for a disaster in your life. I want to say to you, in this season, in this season, in this season, these two months, June and July, in this church, as a member of this church, you can choose to ignore it. But in this church, we are going to get people saved. These are the last words of Jesus. So there must be something very, 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 very mysterious in it. We are going to get people saved. And when we get them saved, we are going to keep them saved. Establish them in the church. And when we have kept them saved, we will go and get somebody else saved. And as we are getting people saved and keeping them saved, we are ourselves going to ensure that we stay saved. These are the words of William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army. Get people saved. 
keep them saved get somebody else saved and stay saved because as you are getting people saved you yourself may lose your salvation today I came with a word for you you must be very immature to play with a person's last words like a farmer will tell you which tree on the hundred acre land has got a pot of gold below it and when he tells you he will even tell you my son the baobab tree the one whose arm broke in the storm you remember the baobab tree around the um, the the, the um, bamboo the bamboo trees at the back of the of the farm do you remember yes yes daddy yes i want you to plow that land plow it for two months i'm about to die <laughs> Plow that area for two months. Make sure every inch is plowed. And go deep. And don't work with anybody. After two months, we are going to plant orange trees. Follow my instructions. Two months. Plow around the baobab tree. For two months. After two months, we are planting what? Orange trees. My son, listen to these words. I don't have anything to tell you. Follow this instruction. As you can see, I'm sick. I'm dying. My son, these are my last words to you. Put my legs together. <laughs> I'm breathing my last breath. My son, the baobab tree, plant oranges there. Do you hear me? Yes, daddy. Put my legs together. Hmm. Last words. And when the boy gets up, this old man, nonsense. Ah! That place we have to, there even crocodiles in the area. You are, you, I mean, you, even you, when you were alive, you never went there to go and farm. What is this? this? These people, they don't think go. Chale, make me go. That area where he has already farmed, where we cut the last week, that's what we are, we are, and we are planting corn. You know, this old man, eh, I don't know what goes on in their minds. <laughs> then he starts to plant corn at the edge of the farm. Planting corn. He, plant, he plants it, sells it, and makes 480 Ghana cities per season. It takes him nothing less than five years to make less than 50,000 cities. When there's actually a pot of gold under that baobab tree, that if he had followed the instruction to plow by, the, by day four, he would have hit something. What is this? What is this? Gold! My dear, a person's last words are very important words. If you are a Christian and Jesus is your Lord, I came to inform you that his last words were that, go somewhere 
knock on a door preach somewhere go don't stay go so William Booth said William Booth he said I am not waiting for any move of God I am the move of God (laughs) I am not waiting Father move do something for me Jesus do something so I'm not waiting for a move of God he said I am the move of God may you be the move of God I said may you be the move of God I said may you be the move of God number three number three Bishop says, this command, I I always will read an excerpt from Bishop's teaching, and I'll give a point. So what's the first point I've given? Number one is what? Number one is what? The Great Commission is not a suggestion, or you can write a, a choice, or a discussion. It is a set of instructions to be obeyed. It is plain disobedience to ignore it. That's the number one. It is not a, a, a discussion. It is not a suggestion. It is not a choice. It's a command. Number two. The second point I've given you. A person's last words Reflect what is most important to him or her. The last words of Jesus must be taken seriously. To plant oranges around the baobab tree must be taken very seriously. You ignore it. In Nigeria we say to your own peril. Number three. Bishop said, this command is as valid today and I'm ending with this as it was, because there are 40 points for 8 weeks <laughs> this command is as valid today as it was 2000 years ago this command put up the command go and teach and baptize he said it is as valid today as it was 2000 years ago it is not only the promises of prosperity that are valid today. Hello, hello, hello. It is not only Jesus' promises of prosperity, breakthrough without sweat. It is not only Jesus' promises of prosperity that are valid today. There are people. Who like the promise of prosperity? Isn't it nice? Yeah. Like you know that your there is cancer in your breast. Wouldn't you say, "Go and quote by his stripes we are healed"? Hello. Yeah. By his stripes. You write exam, you get sixteen percent. You are repeated. Won't you activate? You are a city set on a hill, which cannot be hit. 
Kayabaya. When they are promoting people, they don't promote you. You are in the band. Always stenographer uh, grade two. Stenographer grade two. Stenographer grade two. Stenographer. People are being promoted. And won't you activate? I, I am a city set on a hill. Why have I been hidden? Why can my boss not see me? I'm sowing a seed to activate Matthew 5. My dear friend, I want to end this by just telling you that it is not only Jesus' prosperity commandments that are valid today. His commandments to go somewhere and preach somewhere is valid. And I, I, I agree with you. It is not nice. Going Psalm 126 verse number 6. Going has never been nice. 126 verse 6. Look at it. Whenever anybody is going, he that goeth forth, the next word is weeping. So going always has tension. Weeping. Stress. I have moved a whole service from one cathedral to another town. Thousand people. I wasn't stressed. But the crusade we are having next week is one of the most stressful things. Stress. Going is that he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed the seed is the word of god anybody with a seed to sow weeps anybody with a word to share the gospel will have ah you go and knock on somebody's door the person who opens the door why why oh if you light house, then I say, my name will check. I am busy. I am busy. Ah, we light house. The bishop will go. So the baby, a small house. We Jimmy Anna. Oh, a grown up in front of your gate. And the sad part of it is that the house, the door he has knocked, and the chamber and hall the girl came from, he can build one hundred of those chamber and halls. That girl talking to him will not even be a house help in his house. But because of evangelism and witnessing and soul winning, somebody can look at your face and just talk by heart. One brother did, was doing out, outreach. He, around five, six, he knocked on a door. And somebody opened. He said, what's your wine? He closed the door. He came back after three minutes with water. He opened the door and poured the water in him. Oh, yes. But that one is good. A brother was preaching at a block of flats. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Today, this morning, if you will receive him, your life will be changed. There's eternal life. And there's eternal damnation. Today, I came to present eternal life. And as I speak to you now, if you are hearing me, and you want to receive Jesus,
come down now. The next thing he saw was water from about the fourth floor. When it landed on him, it was urine. Urine? Would urine have been poured on him if he had been in his house? Whenever you go out, that's why many people don't go. But the point, more are coming. I'm ending today. Because it is inconvenient. It is disturbing. Sometimes down, downright humiliating to go. Can you imagine? No, no. Why? Messi, why? Why? Who's your wine? Oh. If you like house. Mentio, what for you for? But your mother, mother, call why? Oh. What that now? Who can come say? What that part now? One died, Yanka. I mean, those of you who go on outreach, you know. As a brother is passing, you, you call, say, good afternoon. Um, I'm this, I want to share Christ. What? Is that why you stopped me? Nonsense. Yes. And meanwhile, the person standing there, you can buy him. You can buy him. If you was a slave, you would have enough money to buy him. But because of Christ, he says, anybody who goes forth with precious seeds, the main thing is that you will weep. But thank God, when you are returning, my God, my God, my God, shall doubtless, when you go weeping, you will return with rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. But Pastor Peter, that is why your members don't like outreach. You know why? Because they don't want the indignity, the weeping. But I'll tell you, when you want, when you are working with someone, eh, please let me advise you on the close. Today's advice. I'm going. Let me take my phone. Let me advise you. When you are in a relationship with someone, an important person. Don't pick and choose what you think is right. You can do that with your subordinates or your classmates. One of the must nots in relationships with superiors is not to. You see, that's when, when Britain left Europe, they voted themselves out of Europe. You remember? Or you don't know. They voted themselves out. Then later, there were negotiations. Of course. A lot of... They are, they are married. So there were nego- months. Negotiations. How to come out. Then in one of the negotiations, Theresa May, the, uh, uh, the Prime Minister said, Oh, you know, we are going to... Even though we've left the, the region, we are going to be very well connected to um, the... The, uh, the trade and uh, the, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The commercial, the trade, whatever, you know, the English word, I don't know, those are trade, doing business with Europe. And the EU commission head, Donald Tusk, said, you cannot, you cannot come out of EU 
and then come here to cherry pick. What, that, I don't like this one. I like this one. It's no, either you don't like everything or you like everything. There are some people, when they are with you, they choose, they cherry pick. They, 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 some of you are here. You don't come for prayer meetings, even on Sunday. You wait till you come for the preaching time. You, 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 you've chosen what you feel is okay for you. And it leads to destruction of important relationships. People's lives begin to go down. Nobody in authority wants to have somebody that he must always say nice things to. It's like when you are rebuked, you are reactionary. A lot of believers, today's pampas believers are into prosperity. Breakthrough. Visa. Pregnancy. But when it comes to soul winning, they pretend as if it's not. I didn't hear it. Because in the Bible. But if you are following God, the command to go is as valid as the command to prosper. The same faith you had to get a husband, to get a job, use the same faith to get a soul. Don't walk with God. There are people who activate the scripture, peace within thy walls, prosperity within thy palaces. Psalm 1 verse 7. Peace. It's a blessing for a Christian. God wants peace in your walls, your house. That no armed robber will jump into your compound with a gun. Peace. God wants you to have peace. This is God. And also prosperity. Not, not, not within your chamber and hollow. Palaces. It means that God wants you to build palaces. And in the palaces, he desires you to prosper. And this is all that the believer today is looking for. Prosperity in your palace. When you come to your house, we'll see a swimming pool. We'll see golden chairs. We'll see forecasts. And, and it's true. I pray that there will be nobody here um, uh, you come to your house and there's one clear picanto. No. There should be cars lined up. When you send your house help, say, Kwame, uh, go and put this in the Toyota. He will ask, is it the white or the black? And so the black. Or oh, the black, which one? The saloon or the four-wheel drive? Receive it. You see it. Receive go ye. We want prosperity in the palaces. Prosperity in your house. But are you aware that there is also prosperity in the house of God? You didn't know this? Psalm 92. 
Psalm 92. Verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Where? In the bank. Please help me. Let's not change the English language. Don't twist what God is saying. You will flourish where? Where exactly are you expected to flourish? Where? In the courts of Mensia Palace. In the courts of your four-bedroom house. In the forecourt of your eight-bedroom mansion at uh, Tema Community 22. Which one? Where are you supposed to flourish? In the courts of God. You are not only supposed to prosper in your palaces. You must also prosper in the church. And in the church, we don't index prosperity on money. The people sitting in front are not here because they are millionaires. They are here because they are the most prosperous in the church. What does it mean to prosper in the church? What does it mean to prosper? To marry? That's what is palaces. Second floor of the palace. The type of noises that come from that bedroom. Shows the prosperity in your marriage. Yes. There are bedrooms where every time it's quiet like there's work. No matter what is happening in the bedroom, it's like they are quiet as if there's work exam. And some also, the noises. Ajay! Kwame! Ukumyo! Hey! Ah! Boy! Prosperity. Prosperity. In the church, we don't use such noises. There is something that shows you are prospering. It's called 3 John 2 prosperity. Your soul can prosper. Your soul, your spirituality. To be in this church for seven years. And after seven years, you have not won a soul. You have not led anybody. Shows that you have not prospered in this church. I was a member of this church. Sitting in the church. Writing notes. But I was promoted. It's a promotion to be the leader of follow-up. When you sit in a church, ah, but okay, let me ask you, in school, if your son is in school, what is the sign that shows that your son is prospering in the school? What's the sign? School prefect? No. What do you mean by school prefect? How many people be school prefect? What is the sign that your son is doing well in a school? He has gone to morning glory Montessori. What is the sign that your son, not school prefect, how many will be school prefects? Only one person. What is the basic sign that your son in morning glory Montessori is doing well, is prospering in the school? What's the basic? It's basic. You see, for you to say school prefect means that even your expectations are high, but I don't need school prefect. What is the most basic sign? Pastor, promotion. From class 2 to class 3. Because not everybody goes to class 3. Some repeat and repeat and repeat and they are sad. But if your son from class 1 to class 2 to class 3 to class 4, class 5, class 6, JHS 1, JHS 2, JHS 3, SHS 1, SHS 2, SHS 3, even without a prize, we are happy because our son is prospering in his academic life. How come 
in the courts of God, you are have been a church member sitting down. Some of you sitting here have even been shepherds before, but center leaders before, but you are backslidden. But in your business, you are rising. Your capital two years ago is bigger than your capital six years ago. Your capital today is bigger than your capital last year, last two years. But in the church, there's no prosperity. I'm saying that there is something called prosperity in your palaces. We like that one. But there's also something called prosperity in the courts. Samuel entered the church as the person switching on the lights, on, off, on, off. But the time he was dying, he was a prophet of the nation of Israel. He was, he, was an, he, he was an electrician in the church. He died a prophet of Israel. To be in church and to remain a church goer. Some of you even, you, 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 are, you, are, you only appear on Sundays. You've not, you've not prospered. You have not prospered. You have not prospered. You have not prospered. How do, look, the house of God there, it's a barometer. Read the Bible. There's no theology you have. That will, that always, whatever you are, it shows in God's house. It shows. Jesus, the one we are following, he was connected to the house of God. Don't walk with God and choose the nice parts and throw away the not so nice parts. See, that's how Job's wife we never heard of her. She told her husband, curse God and die. See, there are some people there, eh, when they are with you, they only like nice, comfortable aspects. Even in this church, I know personally, personally, people who donate large amounts of money to other concerns. But the church... Personally, I know them. I know, I know, I know, like, like, I know English language. I know them. Not many people want to spend themselves, spend their time. One sister was doing, was a shepherd, and she met a, a, a member. She's sitting here listening to me on the staircase. The girl, the, the, the woman told the girl, don't concern yourself with this shepherd, shepherd, and just go home. Since I always waste of time. Today, the person who was at that girl, we don't even know where she is. The woman who advised her is today almost a pastor. An old prophet. Job's wife said, Curse God and die. Curse God. No, 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 no. I don't want a God. Who gives problems? I want a God who gives me camels, houses, children, and children who pass exams. I mean, a God who will sit down for your for all your animals to die, your children to die. Curse him! Curse him! Curse that God and die. Curse him! Curse him! What is the mind? Job's wife eh, represents over eighty percent of today's believer. They cannot stand inconvenience. They cannot stand. Two days a week in church. 
They cannot stand spending. No. No. But Job advised him the most eternal sentences in the word. He said, what? First of all, he insulted her. You speak like a fool. But that's okay. We don't use such words in church. Fool, stupid, and so on. We don't use such words in church. But he said, shall we receive good at the hand of God? The people who remain with God for a long time, they like the good. And shall we not receive evil? If we have received camels and children and blessings, shall we also not receive evil? This is one of the most powerful and most profound sentences in the Bible. Most people don't know how to receive good from someone and receive evil from the person. How to receive? I'm saying that go ye is not a nice work. It's not a nice work. It's not a nice work. I prefer to sing in the choir than to go ye. I prefer to dance. Opumelo than to go to do I. Oh yes. Yeah. And some of you, if I say this afternoon, we are going to do the what we are having a crusade on Thursday and Friday. Let's go and do outreach. We'll see you. We'll see you. Because in your work with God, you only like good. No evil. And that was the last day we heard of the word hair being used to refer to Job's wife. She was never seen again. The people who are convenient Christians, they are hanging by the skin of their teeth. The convenience loving, the people who like nice times, convenient church services, 45 minutes, one hour church service, those people, they never last. But those who like the good and the evil, like Job, they move from Job chapter 2 to Job chapter 42. May you see your chapter 42. I said, may you see your chapter 42. And God gave him double. Double. For his trouble. By Job chapter 2. A woman had been eliminated. Why? She liked the breakthrough. But did not like the breakages. By chapter 2 of Job, Mrs. Job was absent. But Mr. Job, who was willing to receive good and receive evil, to have a convention and also to go out. When you are a Christian who glories in inconveniences, you will live to see your chapter 42, which I think is the last chapter of Job. Is there 43? 43? Turn to Job 43 verse 6. Job 43 verse 6. There's no Job 43. Even 42 is the last chapter. May you see the last chapter of your life. I said, may you see the last chapter of your life. May you see the last chapter of your family. May you see the last chapter of your life. And those people who see the last chapter, 
are those who embrace evil and also embrace good. Don't choose a husband and leave outreach. Don't choose pregnancy and leave the inconvenience. When you go, they will insult you. They will throw urine on you. Oh, but I'm reminded, thank you, Holy Ghost. The apostle said, with, they, were count, they were happy to be counted worthy to have the sufferings of Christ. You cannot walk with Christ without the sufferings. It makes you a fake. Stand to your feet. Let's close. Stand to your feet and close your eyes. Pastor Solomon, take the altar call quickly. Please close your eyes. You are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You want to be born again. You don't know where you will go if you should die today. You have an opportunity to receive the Lord as your Lord and personal Savior. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord. Please lift up your hand. I'll pray with you. Shoot that hand up. Please, if your hands are lifted, come towards me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. This is the best decision of your life. Face me. Face me. Clap for them as they come. Someone is coming from the back. Please lift your hands and say with me, Father, Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word that has come. I surrender my life to you. Lord Jesus, come and be the Lord and master of my life. Today, I boldly declare in the presence of all gathered here that I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my master. Come and take control of my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to die for me. And now, Satan, listen to me. I am no longer yours. Say it with confidence. I am no longer yours. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Hallelujah. Please put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.